season and we thought what better for today's episode of the aesthetic appeal than the witchcore aesthetic so as the name suggests witchcore is an aesthetic centered around the themes of witchcraft this aesthetic draws on the aspects of witchcraft and old fashioned gothic glamour while also emphasizing on potion making it often involves how to perform spells magic or gem collecting anyone who wishes they could cast spells with a magic wand or who just loves the idea of mystical tarot reading tell spooky season or not which god is the aesthetic for you and we are here to tell you more about it the term which core was coined by gen z influencers very recently Although being and looking like a witch is not a new trend. I mean, how many of us have seen witch core Halloween costumes throughout our ages? All of us. I mean, even this time, this Halloween season, how many witch costumes did you see? At least one. I bet everyone at least saw one. I mean, can you blame them? There's nothing quite like being strong, powerful, magical being in a Victorian era gothic dress, is there? Not to mention the number of big name fashion designers. whose witch core like designs have been walking the runway for decades now. While playing witch has been a thing for a while, it wasn't until the recent global pandemic that shed even more light on this identity. Many self-identifying witches congregate on various social media platforms, pr- primarily TikTok and Instagram, to present their take on spells, occult rituals and even share a few how to do tutorials. Now these are some more modern uh, beliefs uh, on the you know history of witchcore. Some believe that the emergence of witchcore is connected to current social, economic and political states. Instead of being just a mere aesthetic and something to be a part of, it has beliefs attached to it. The idea of witchery has been long, you know, connected to realizing and normalizing women's darker sides by rejecting the modern idealizations that women are angels part of it also um is to you know recognize and cancel out the stereotype of witches being evil and you know just people who want to be whatever they choose to be a documentary maker carla cordell believes that there's a link between witchcraft and feminism there's also this idea of non-binary that's prominent with the witchcore community Um recently feminism has been quite the hot topic of discussion so having witchcore rising during this time does feel like everything is coming hand in hand <laughs> another primary belief that the community has is um of being one and connected with nature often the pictures and videos of witchcore on social media are rooted in self care a couple of point of view shots of a stack of books or a soothing drink to start the day and others Uh, are mostly tutorials and tips on you know how to live a witchcore rooted life. The community preaches peace with oneself and mother nature even though they're all looking like absolute baddies. This contrast of solemnity and calm against their appearance is quite refreshing. On top of tips and tricks to living a witchcore lifestyle, the media online and the community often includes tutorials that are often showing um you know how to take moon baths for example which is just a twist on the typical bath um taken according to an individual's lunar cycle to be more connected with nature uh and then we have the shadow work prompts that um sort of you know the act of becoming aware of your own personal beliefs and feelings 
self-care is more important than ever when um, you know we're only out of the house once or twice a week to shop for groceries and barely getting dressed up the witch core ideal is to not only keep the physical body healthy but also the mind obviously halloween is um, a time when a lot of people choose to embrace the vibe um, this essentially uh, you know means having potion bottles around the house spell books skulls or crystal balls and if you have a black cat as a pet even better plenty of people have witch core decor in their house in october however for those who fully embrace the witch aesthetic it goes well beyond halloween um, especially for practitioners of wicca according to some studies an interest in astrology and wicca is on rise throughout the world right now Sometimes um, wishes incorporate um, this vibe into their home decor because they believe it helps with manifestation. For example, they believe um, that the colors gold and green can manifest more money coming into your life. This kind of aligns with ancient practices of Feng Shui. So, you know, which is a lot inspired by, you know, the past, but it also has some, you know, modern values inculcated in it. So you may ask, how do we recognize the witch core aesthetic? So if you see pictures on Instagram, Tumblr or Pinterest with crystal balls, potions or old spell books or anything spooky, then it's the witch core aesthetic. The color palette for this aesthetic involves colors that are dark and dull like black, green or purple. And as we know that witch core is generally associated with witchcraft, so the common elements of this aesthetic are magic, wands, broomsticks, potions, crystal balls, tarot cards, visual clues about reading into the future has a lot to do with magic. Also gems, candles, dried plants or flowers. The witchcore aesthetic also has visuals involving spooky animals like frogs, bats, owls, cats or butterflies. Also, this aesthetic is very nature-centric and is usually associated with night or the moon, the sun or the woods. Something about the dark atmosphere has a spooky touch. So we can say that anything spooky or very witchy and something magical can be the witchcore aesthetic. If you think that witchcore is the aesthetic for you and you want to live a witchcore lifestyle, you should start with decorating your house. So the decor for the witchcore aesthetic is very natural and is usually either foraged, thrifted, handmade or some items bought from small metaphysical shops. You could keep things in your house like crystals, stones, wands or mason jars or you can decorate your home with items that are just mystical this can mean burning sage spiritual cleansing or showcasing gorgeous tarot cards old spell books and potion bottles all of this can create a hypnotic setup for which core home decor get inspired by victorian era and use items such as gold mirrors intricate carpets, wallpaper, chandelier, velvet sofas, lots of candles and a bookshelf filled with leather-bound vintage books. Also, keep indoor plants, flowers and herbs. And you 
you can also keep crystals around your house that will give a positive energy and also make your home completely bewitching you could also keep a deck of tarot cards around and even try reading them also the witchcore aesthetic is uh, associated with spirituality and it promotes meditation so you could also create a meditating corner in your house and try meditating sometime for some peace of mind also as this aesthetic is associated with witchcraft so performing spells and making potions is also a part of this aesthetic so if you really like witchcore you could also try all of these things and bring witchcore in your lifestyle some things speak for themselves and witchcore is definitely one of them but if we have to put the aesthetic into words it can pretty much be summed up in three black lace and frill witchcore fashion is easy to identify as soon as you see it they're not at all shy <laughs> to show off their community um and as you can pretty much assume the aesthetic is inspired by the magical beings witches power and femininity are ever so present in their physical looks and as mentioned before the aesthetic is not a new one it has been around for decades as i said before witchy fashion is pretty noticeable upon seeing it though there is not one uniform which is have to follow um the clothing does utilize a variety of similar um dark hued natural colors and of course we have black um vintage wear from thrift stores or hand-me-downs are often seen in this aesthetic as well as some gothic themes and hippie or boho themes keep in mind that searching for witchy clothing on google is not reflective of the true aesthetic although searching tags on social media for more relevant examples or looking up pinterest boards is also not a very bad idea It is apparently said that the witchy look didn't actually come from witchcore. I know it's kind of a shocker, but it is also said that the fashion world cannot deny that it has had some kind of love affair with the aesthetic that can be traced back to decades. Luxury labels have had their fair share of witchcore-like designs proudly strutting the catwalk. Designers have been experimenting with the witchcraft motifs for quite some time now. For example, Vivian Westwood even had a collection called Witches in 1983. Then we have the great Alexandra McQueen who had a whole collection in 2007 inspired by one of his relatives who was hung during the Salem witch trials. If you look at Mateen Sitpon's SS93 collection, it encompassed the very definition of witchcore. Witchy vibes aren't actually the only ones being roped into the fashion world. The love for tarot cards is also immense. Who doesn't like having the symbolism of tarot cards on their clothes, right? Dior's 2018 resort collection was fully inspired by the Mother Piece tarot deck. The latest fashion release that hyped witchcore up even more is the recent sellout collaboration between H&M and the Vampire's Wife, which has brought even more attention to this not so underground aesthetic if you don't already know the vampire's wife is a brand that uses the magic lure of a folk tale as you can very much assume from the name specializing in bewitching dresses of frills bell sleeves and lots and lots of lace this brand is one of the very few that's um bringing back the goth aesthetic elegantly and luxuriously for today's generation 
Another brand that is loyal to curating witch core collections is Urban Outfitters. Proud of their inspired looks, chakra crystals, and astrology books, they also offer other accessories like tattoo-inspired tarot cards and silver moon earrings. So Witchcore is nowhere near a new and underground community. It has been slowly creeping up on the registers for decades, and we're only seeing their peak now. Hello, so I want to first of all apologize if there are any um, dog barking noises in the background because I just don't think the dogs outside are having a good night. Um, anyway, so what are Witchcore spell recipes? Um, most of the stuff you cannot eat, and I'm gonna first start this off with a fair warning that there might be scientific reasons for anything that happens with these recipes, and that you may not be a believer, and that's fine, you're entitled to your own opinion. I'm just gonna give you guys a few recipes that I thought were kind of cool, very edgy, very wholesome, and if you're into this kind of stuff, you can totally try them out. You don't have to be a believer to try them out either. A lot of these are related to cleansing your energies and your home, which I mean is worth a shot in my opinion. This is a harmless activity. Before I give you the recipes, I if you truly want to get into this, which I might actually do now because it's very cool, um, is get a big fat leather diary and put all your recipes in that book as and when they come. Try to come up with your own ones as well. You will know what crystals work best for you and what ingredients actually help keep your energy healthy and clean. Um, this big fat leather book will become your grimoire, which is very, very cool. And when you die, someone's going to find that book and be totally in awe and also a little scared of you, which is perfect. Um, or you can pass it on from generation to generation in your family, which is also so wholesome. Um, I want to first also talk about some ingredients and their purposes so that it's easier for you to come up with your own recipes. These are very easily available. They're not expensive or anything, so don't worry about that. Ginger helps in protecting against evil. Cloves are used in exorcisms and for healing. Love and money. I hope you never have to use cloves for exorcisms, but it's good to know these things anyway. Um, garlic is used in repelling thieves and helps in blessing a new home. Nutmeg is used for preventing styes in the eye, colds, and rheumatism, which is weirdly specific, but anyway. Um, cinnamon keeps you wealthy and prosperous. Star anise is for power generation and psychic visions. Pepper is for courage and warding off jealousy. Rosemary is to recall your past life and sort of detox yourself. Thyme is for good luck, and vanilla is for peace and tranquility. Allspice helps in relieving aches, and cardamom is for courage and wisdom. Mint is for protection and money, and chive is for love magic and breaking hexes. So first, for good vibes and to check if the energies around you are clean and healthy, you can cut up a lemon into two or four wedges and coat them entirely in salt. Place these wedges around your house where no one has easy access to them. If they shrivel up, that means that the cleansing has worked and your house is purified. But if they mold, um, there's definitely some negative energies around you and you might want to try to put yourself out of that situation or try some other cleansing methods. Um, a honey jar essentially is called what it is because it helps you get the person you're interested in, your honey. Um, so for this one, you need a jar and a lot of honey along with a piece of paper. First, put some honey in the jar and then write your crush's name horizontally on the paper three times. Then write your name over that vertically three times. Fold the paper up and put it in the jar. Cover that with some more honey, which I know sounds like a colossal waste of honey, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, 
Seal the jar shut and maybe finish it off with some melted wax for that aesthetic appeal. See what I did there? <laughs> Next, we have a protection spell. For this, you need a big jar, black pepper, chili, salt, a black candle, or a black piece of fabric, a protective sigil, and a tiny reflective surface, which can be a tiny mirror or a piece of CD or foil. To get the spell started, you need to cleanse the jar, preferably with some incense smoke. Um, then add the ingredients into it one by one, and while adding them, tell each ingredient what you want it to do for you. Close the jar and seal it with wax. Use this jar whenever you're meditating, and picture it protecting you from all those harmful energies around you. And for the best effects, use this jar and practice this spell under a full moon if you can. It's so much cooler and so much more pretentious. Um, if you want to have a cleansing sweep, you should scatter some salt, lavender, and rosemary on the surface you want to cleanse, and then vacuum it the next morning. Oh, and if you're wondering what moon water is, because you'll see it in a lot of recipes that you check out online, it's literally just a bottle of water left at your window when the moon is out. It's that easy. Of course, you can get into the details of what kinds of moon water there is out there, and that also depends on what kind of moon is out. But anyway, we're not going to do that right now. Okay, so now that you have a basic idea about spell recipes, I want to talk about some witchcore aesthetic food, like actual food. Um, a lot of the food in this aesthetic, like the spells and decor and lifestyle, is closely related to using herbs and natural ingredients that are believed to have special qualities and powers. Some dishes that you can try out are focaccia, which is herb bread, and one of my favorites. You can also try out some butternut winter soup. Make sure to research exactly what direction to stir the soup in while making it, because that makes all the difference. For some happiness and love, make some cinnamon orange cookies, which are very nice for fall season, but will also get your soft witch vibes going and set in motion for the colder months that get very, very witchy. Some ginger scones will help with promoting love and success, and you can shape them according to your desired effect. Um... Orange honey cake sounds like the perfect dessert for a chilly night, and you can serve that with some glug, which is an ancient Scandinavian drink, which is just a lot of spices, I think, but you can check that out online. Some peach crisp with vanilla or butterscotch ice cream would also fit the vibe. Of course, you can't miss talking about some good herbal tea when it comes to witchcore, but there's so many types, and you can try just about anything that suits your tastes. Mabon apple twist bread embraces the whole natural country and witch vibes that go hand in hand. And if you're more of the modern city core lover, you can get into witch core food with some detox smoothies and stuff like that. You can also choose some of your favorite fruits and make some delicious jam out of them. Try out some cute dishes that look and taste absolutely beautiful, like lemon lavender and thyme madeleines or sun cakes. And on the beverage side, some lavender lemonade would be perfect for your witch-inspired parties. So that's it on the food and recipe part of Witchcore. I suggest you check out Witches of Tumblr, which is a special page on Tumblr, and it was like the holy grail for me when I was researching this aesthetic. Honestly, you should check out Tumblr for all aesthetics. I highly recommend that, but this is not a promotion. But anyway, it's genius. Check it out. A lot of witchcore music is bound to be about nature and the supernatural. Throw in the moon, the stars, the sky, astrology, um, and love, and with a li little ghoulish tinge, you've got the general idea. 
It's about believing in higher powers and manifestations, your own energies, and a lot of the time it's about women, strong rebels who live outside of the norms of society and are considered dangerous and mad for the way that they are. You'll find a lot of sounds like wind chimes and birds chirping and that triangle instrument thingy, um, but there's also that other extreme where you'll have full-on air choirs and organs and violins playing in the background and they give you that whole enchanted outer body feeling. Genres can range from soft indie to punk rock and goth and even folk. Yes, folk is big time witchcore. Some badass songs and artists to listen to are Sarah Hester Ross with her iconic song Savage Daughter, which is doing its rounds on Witch Talk at the moment. The witchcore side of TikTok um, is called Witch Talk, so check that out. Um, Fleetwood Mac is one of my favorite bands, and their song Rhiannon fits the witchcore aesthetic perfectly. Mother Mother is one of the most brilliant bands out there, and their song Little Pistol is one to check out because it has a lot of witchcore elements in it. Like, one of the lines literally is, I want brimstone in my garden, and I want roses set on fire. Like, how do you even write stuff like that? That's so cool. I discovered Ruelle a long time ago, and she was one of my best discoveries music-wise. She's an absolute genius, and her song Monsters is an eerie and slightly goth and very witchcore um, song. And Arabella by Arctic Monkeys would definitely be on your witchcore playlist. It has to be on your witchcore playlist. Hosier music, in general, is so witchcore because of the number of mythical references and the instrumentals in general just have a lot of elements of this aesthetic. His song, um, Arsonist's Lullaby, starts off with these beautiful harmonies hummed and they set the tone for that spooky, eerie, scary sense of foreboding kind of thing. Again, the lyrics are so bloody brilliant and make you feel powerful, like you're on top of the world. I mean it. I'm gonna say something very controversial, so don't come at me, but listening to Hosier literally makes you feel like God, or like he is God. Either way, it's overwhelming, it's perfect, no one can touch you. Aurora got a lot of attention for her song Runaway, but Running with the Wolves is a beautiful, beautiful song that deserves to be at the top of your witch cult playlists. Um, it's so picturesque and I can feel goosebumps every time I listen to it. Even The Seed by Aurora is perfect. Bottom of the River by River, D sorry, Delta River is extremely catchy and Pierre by Rin Weaver was trending on TikTok for a while. It's very romantic witchcore, which is adorable. You'll definitely recognize it when you listen to it. Other artists to check out are the Oh Hellos, the Lumineers, Taylor's new albums, um, the folk albums, Lord, Phoebe Bridgers, Claro, The Neighborhood, and Yellow House. Playlists that you can check out on Spotify, uh, Spotify are Witchcore Vibes by Sophia Oliveira, Witchcore by Kelia Darling, and Witchcore by Colette Bassett. These playlists are in the description below, so don't worry about that. We've got you covered. Now, if we are talking about witchcore aesthetic literature, we can't miss the Harry Potter series. I mean, they are the most witchcore books ever. It has all the elements of the witchcore aesthetic. Magic, wands, spell books, potions, broomsticks. It has everything. But if you want to read other witchcore aesthetic books, here are some recommendations for you. So the first one is Sir's by Madeline Miller. 
it's actually based on some greek myths but it is told from a perspective of the witch named sirs another one is the all souls trilogy by deborah henkins and it follows the story of a witch named diana and a vampire named matthew and their story and other books that you could read are the witching hour by anne rice and the year of the witching by alexis henderson Witchcore film would be incomplete without mentioning Harry Potter. It's that time of the year again where you should just snuggle up under a blanket and binge the series all over again. For those of you who've never watched Harry Potter, you are uncultured. I said what I said. Go watch it now. I mean, they're all witches and wizards and for all of you people who are interested in taking up witchcore now that you've listened to it, you're going to love potions. Honestly, this is one of the worlds I would love to land up in by some miraculous mistake. Its cousin, The Fantastic Beasts, is also a series that you must check out. Um, whoever loves animals and spells and magic, this is it. Other movies that you can check out are The Craft, Matilda, Hocus Pocus, and The Witch. When it comes to TV shows, American Horror Story Coven Season is all about witches. And if you're interested and into that kind of stuff, it's got you covered. I haven't watched it because I'm not a fan of horror, call me a wuss, but I've heard really good reviews about it. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is a very, very dark version of the earlier show Sabrina, and it's very witchcore. Lock and Key and Bewitched are also really good options. Two of my favorite shows ever are one, The Originals, which is the spin-off series of The Vampire Diaries, and it has a lot of witchy woo in it. It's set in New Orleans, which in real life is one of the most witchcore places in the world, and is perfect to satisfy all your witchcore cravings. I think I'm gonna go rewatch this, it's that good. And number two is Shadowhunters. Now, while the central theme is not witches, one of my favorite, favorite characters, Magnus Bane, is a warlock, and his entire aesthetic, along with most of the show, is very witchcore. You'll fall in love with him and the show. There are so many witchcore aesthetic places all around the world, and I'm going to tell you about just a few of the most famous ones. The first, and a city that I'm dying to visit, is New Orleans in the United States. New Orleans, also called the Crescent City, is known for its voodoo, the supernatural, mystical, paranormal, and everything that is spiritually eccentric. The French Quarter is one part where um, voodoo landed during the colonial period. The witches who practice voodoo here are considered by many people as guides and healers. There's a lot of rituals and dances and songs and prayers and festivals that are celebrated throughout the year that make New Orleans so unique and attractive. If you visit this place now, you'll find a lot of spell books, voodoo stores, apothecaries, and little shops where you can get your palms read and buy root and herb mixtures for various incantations. New Orleans also holds an annual witchcraft festival, which is called the Hexfest, every year in August. Another place is Pendle Hill in Lancashire in the United Kingdom. Um, this is the place where England's most famous witch trial took place in the 17th century. It has an 82-kilometer footpath, which is called the Lancashire Witches Walk. Um, our third spot is Carimaco in Mexico. It is known for its male witches called brujos, um, who have a, a history of sorcery and white and black magic. 
Blackula Island in Sweden is known for being the place where witches convened with the devil. Whoa. And it's now a national park with evidence of ancient altars and rituals. And it also has a beautiful stone labyrinth, which is a major tourist attraction. Siquijor in the Philippines is known for its traditional local healers and was named the Island of Witches by Spanish colonizers in the 17th century. The Harz Mountains in northern Germany are also associated with witchcraft. Legends say that it's associated with sacrifices to Odin of the Norse legends. Yeah, like Thor's dad Odin. Um, the, the Peak of Brocken, which is the highest peak in the mountains, was a meeting point for witches every year on the 30th of April, which is known as Hexenacht. It, was, it, it has very pagan roots, and now it's a chance to dress up and dance with other witches and fun people. Um, there's a lot of other haunted places around the world that we've spoken about in the previous episode, Point of View Halloween, so definitely go check that out. Um, I wanted to talk about places that fit the aesthetic of Witchcore instead of haunted places, because everything Witchcore does not have to be haunted. So definitely do go check out point of view halloween if you want to know about the haunted places because there are quite a few of them in india as well and i'm sure you're going to be interested the witch core aesthetic has been trending right in time for the halloween season like fairy core and cottage core and other core aesthetics especially witch core relies heavily on bringing nature into your space dried herbs and flowers potted plants crystals Colored bottles and baskets made of natural materials are all elements of witchcore inspired design. When introducing witchcore accessories into your space, think would you find this in the woodsy cabin of a magical practitioner? If the answer is yes, then you're on the right track. Depending on your style, witchcore can present itself in a variety of different ways. Those of you who are into the more whimsical, colorful, green witch vibe can focus on filling their space with colorful plants and flowers, vintage botanical prints, crystals, and colorful bottles that you can find in thrift stores or small businesses or even Amazon. The type of witch core that leans more towards the gothic might borrow some elements from the dark academia aesthetic, rich dark reds browns and blacks, stack of books, and plenty of candlelight. Or you could also combine witchcore with new, iconic, grand millennial style and start collecting lace toilets, embroidered pillows, and tapestries. Like any other core aesthetic, witchcore also looks like one of those aesthetics that has been curated over many years. So keep your eyes peeled for witchy home accessories and begin building your ideal witchcore space slowly and like casting a spell with intention. So that's it for today's episode and we hope you enjoyed today's episode on the witchcore aesthetic and please look forward for the next month episode of the aesthetic appeal and follow our podcast Wallflowering with Liquids on Spotify.